Yo, monkeys, it's me, PPP, the king of Bada Bing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three time, three time, three time world champion. And you, well, you, monkey, you're listening on the SS network. Stay tuned or you will feel Big Daddy Cool Diesel slash Kevin Nash is listening on the FNS Radio Network. Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA, and you're listening on the FNS Radio Network. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. This is our break kid, Sean Michael, Mr. Hall of Fame 2011, and you are listening on SNS Radio Network. See ya, and I wouldn't want to be here. Hey, you listen on the SNS Network, and that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. is listening. This is an official podcast of the Unchained Wrestling Network. I'm back, baby. The Unchained Wrestling Network and KJCC Real Campus Radio presents the two-time Wrestling Radio Award winner, Running the Ropes. I lost a broski for a hosty! Step through the ropes as the guys bring you all the talk happening within the WWE. Woo woo woo! You know it! TNA. Sorry about your damn luck! Ring of Honor. Brutal Bob beside himself on the outside. So is Maria Cannoli's. And the NorCal Independent Scene. And now live from the KJCC studio in San Jose, California, it's Running the Ropes on the Unchained Wrestling Network, the SNS Radio Network, and KJCC Real Campus Radio. Alright ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another amazing edition of one of the coolest shows on SNS, if I do say so myself, Running the Ropes. My name is Brian Maverick Bertrand. With me each and every week, you know him, you love him a lot. He's that effing foreign kid, ladies and gentlemen, the owner and operator of HeadlocksToHeadlines.com, Mr. Chris Kelly. Chris, how are you today, sir? The effing foreign Man, I've been called that for a good year or so. But yeah, Damn, bring I'm, it man, back. I'm, Man, I, I am in a live. I mean, I've 
I've been on it once in the last year or so since that whole the whole work thing of our plugs. But yeah, man, I am doing well. I'm just relaxing, chilling on my day off from work. So I'm just gonna sit back, relax, feet up, got a kind of cook in my hand, and gonna talk a bit, a bit about rattling tonight. There you go. There you go. Hey, I always I always like to take advantage of relaxation whenever possible. So I know. I mean. It just makes sense, especially when it comes to wrestling, because you need to relax. Everyone needs to relax and all that, because so much crap has been going on. And before we start the news of the week, I just got to say that all, both of us here at Running the Ropes wish Jerry the King Lawler a very speedy recovery. I hope he gets well soon, because on Raw, of course... We're going to get into it, but I believe it was during the uh, number one contender tag team match. Correct. Uh, between the primetime players and uh, Ray Carr as JJ. No, no. no. Between it was. It was. Oh, no, it was Kofi. No, wait, they're already tag team champions. Uh, the, the primetime players and Deep Brian and Kane. Oh, right, right. Deep okay. Deep Brian and Kane, that's right. Um, so, and he suffered a heart attack. Um, big news on that. He is in stable condition. We, we heard, uh, his son say he was in serious but stable, but today we got word that... Deep Brian can Okay, he, Chris is lagging. We did get word today that Lawler is breathing on his own, and he's slowly making progress, but he... He's making progress nonetheless. He's up and about, and I'm just so happy as a fan to see him back up on his feet. So, Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, and as you say, uh, it, it was during a tag match. And if you go back and watch the match, you can. Uh, there's a bit where uh, Tyson Neal puts Daniel Bryan in a headlock. And the, the camera's looking perfectly at King. And at that time, King is collapsing. It's, I believe it's dead on the second hour. Literally, as it shows the logo for the second hour. Um, Jeez. And, yeah, you could see straight away that the crowd were not looking at the match. Yeah, and I was... Just, and there was a huge Jerry chant. I didn't, um, I didn't see that part. I mean, if you blinked, you missed it, um, as Trey would say. But I... God, man, it was just one of those scary situations. And it, it's just something that is truly shocking when it comes to that. And... You know, I've said it on the SNS Facebook. Good for Cole. Good for Cole for finishing commentary for calling the match. He stayed silent for a very long set time for the match, and it's just one of those things where you don't expect it. You well, like, the thing is, like people were were saying that like that WWE should have not like, like should have stopped the show, and Cole should have stopped talking. Cole did stop talking. Um. But he, he had to call the end of the match. Um, right. He finished he finished that match and stayed silent up until the very, very end. And even then, he was silent for most of the time. So, But, I mean, what I mean, what else can Cole do? Cole made sure, I'll go, go back and watch it. Cole made sure that his friend was taken off on a stretcher before doing his job. Exactly. Um, and you could tell when, when, like, when the camera came to him that he was in utter shock. I mean, how would you feel, Brian, if... If I just sat there and like your best friend just killed over and had a heart attack, would you like? Cole is not a trained any medic. They had medics no. there. 
Um, I think Cole, I think everyone in the wrestling community, they gained a lot of respect for Michael Cole. And I know it's hard because I know people think that Cole's a prick, but that's because that's Cole's gimmick to be that kind of douchebag. Yeah. Yeah, and this is just something that is totally out of character for him. He's not, like you said, he's not a trained medic. He's not doing anything, so he's trying to, to finish up the job and hope, God, hope to God to wait until a commercial break. Please be a commercial break. You know, that's what he was hoping now, for. But did you didn't see get that, that so. Do you see that picture on uh, on Twitter? Of It was during the match after that, that Jerry passed out um, when Cole didn't say a word. And Cole was there at, at the out table, in hands, looking really like, like down and out of it. Like, like as was, I say, yeah, he was totally. He, he, I mean, he felt it the most. He was right there when he saw it. He watched a man damn near die in front of him, and, and that'll like, bring any. I mean, hey, you know what? I'll tell you. I'll give you a personal story like that that I had. Uh, when I was working one night, there was a man who was suffering from who's also suffering from a heart attack, I had to help him down. My hands were on him, helping him down to the ground so he could get some air. And I think it was very soon after I brought him down, he went brain dead. Right in front of me. And it was, you know, so it, it's shocking. It's very shocking. So, I mean, you, you, you have to feel something... You have a shock, and at the same time, you have some—you have something immediate in front of you too, which would, which in this case would be the match, a tag match no less, and it's—it's it's hard. But you know what? Cole was very professional doing it. I don't like his character. I think his character is stupid. Um, and you know, I'm not a big fan of Cole at all myself. But you have to respect the fact that he did an excellent job on finishing the match and doing his job. Oh yeah, I mean and like like the thing is like I've been read, I've been of course been reading the, reading, reading the reports and like there's things like saying that uh Lawler's uh, like arteries they were 98% um like blocked and in and in technically he was dead for 20 minutes. Now I'm I'm reading reports that that there is no brain damage to him now, and I know people are like this can't be true. It is true. Uh, there's a story, and I know I'm not quite sure you Americans would understand it, but there's a, uh, there's a story about a footballer called uh, Moamba, who had a hole in his heart and he collapsed, and he was technically dead for 98 minutes. Wow. Where ba basically like no blood was going to his body, uh, and he was rehealed via defibrillators. So it is possible to to be technically dead, but by, by technically dead it means that there's no like blood or air going to the brain, or whatever. The uh, I think another good example would be uh, Nikki Six from Motley Crue. You know, he got into a car accident. Uh, I mean, he didn't suffer a heart attack, but he got into a car accident, and he himself was dead for like for about 98 minutes, like he said with the other guy, and he came back no brain damage, surprisingly enough. But I mean, to have to go through a heart attack and not have brain damage—that's a miracle in itself. And I mean, like, you can, like, see, just go on Twitter, just hashtag Jerry Lawler, you will see the fans respond to this, and just, like, just reading Michael Cole's tweets, saying how how he's now, like, how King's now, like, up, he's now, like, he's not talking, but he's, or okay, he's talking about, he's, like, right now notes well, so he, he knows where he is. Um, but I think, like you said, everyone within the wrestling community, SNS, H2H, any wrestling, for, like, uh, website, 
does wish King the best, and I I think everyone will look forward to his his return once once he's okay to WWE to to Monday Night Raw. Yeah, and I and I'm I'm glad they're doing all they I'm do, glad they're doing what they can to help Jerry and you know you, you gotta hand it to the people in uh, where were they uh, Montreal they yep. had they they had EMTs on hand um, and they were quick in responding so you you know that is another miracle right there is having a EMT uh, support group support team ready to go. Get Jerry out of there and and help him out when he needs to. So, I'm I, I'm I'm just very happy. But we we spent a little bit too much time in this. Well, well, I mean, what do you, have, what do you want to say? Well, like, I mean, it's quite lucky because he had just returned from a tour on uh, from Abu Dhabi. Where yeah. It was, um, uh, Abu so Dhabi, he, you mean Australia? I don't know. It's it was uh, was it somewhere? Oh no 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 no! It was uh, Aruba. Aruba. That's close. Yeah. So he's he, 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 he was lucky um, that he had medical care, but you know you say we we talked about. Are you saying of, are you saying the people of Aruba do not have medical care? Well, no, he's lucky to have me, pay medical care in America yeah. and Canada. But what I am saying, and uh, now like, like I said, okay, most people on Twitter have been uh, rather kind of kind towards Jerry Lawler, but there's one prick. Um, who took to Twitter, saying that um, that he wished that that, that, that Lola would die, that and that he would only care once Lola was dead. Now this prick was New Jack. Yeah, see, and and that's New Jack, you know, and and I'm sure, and you know what? I've heard stuff about Jerry Lawler in the past. I don't care what stories go on in the past and all that. That's the past. All right. He, you know, and I'm sure Jerry, you know, regrets a lot of things he's done in the past. And I read the tweets. I read what New Jack was saying. I read what some other people were saying, too. Um, but, you know, you got to remember, this is a guy who helped pave the way for you. For, you know, the, the, uh, the newer wrestlers now, especially ones coming out of Tennessee. So, I think that with... Uh, uh, with, with what New Jack said, he want hey, that's his opinion. You know, opinion. Uh, you know, as some other people said, opinions are like asshole. They might stink, but everyone's got one. So, I I, I think that new for New Jack, it's his opinion. I don't believe that he's been racist, not as much as Michael Hayes has, at least. So. Be with the, be it what you will. You know what I'm saying. So that's just what I gotta say about that. Basically, hashtag screw New Jack. Hashtag, uh, hashtag grow up. <laughs> Fuck, man. Or, you know, come on. Pretty much. Um. So yeah, should we just go to a bit like we kind of like segue into news the week anyway? So I might, I might just let's just go ahead and week. do it. I'm not gonna. I won't play the music this week. Now, even before what happened with Lawler, there's quite a few changes to the script, and apparently that the the, the script for the so, for, for the final segment was not even finished until 8 p.m. So an hour into the show, they were still doing the script for the main, for, for the main event. Wow. Uh, pa- apparently, there was quite a few 
segment cut out uh, involving Daniel Bryan, Ken, and Dr. Shelby. Uh, Bret Hart was meant to be all over the show last night, but only made an appearance a few times. Um, so, yeah, this is kind of a bit like WCW, isn't it, where they're already on the air and they're making changes to the script. Uh, that's not good business. You need to have shit written down already. You can't be yeah. changing it while it's on the air. Yeah, I agree. Um, now, what else have? now, I brought up Daniel Bryan and Kane. Now, apparently, uh, back, uh, backstage has been quite impressed with Daniel Bryan and Kane's anger management sessions. So much so that they've changed plans. Now that these two were scheduled to meet and not have champions. But now, following Monday Night Raw, these two will now be teaming together and not have champions against R-Truth and Kofi Kingston. Can you say new WWE Tag Team Champions this Sunday night? Yeah, <laughs> I guess I could see that. Can, can you imagine how awesome it's going to be? Like the the weird segments that you're that you're going to get between Daniel Bryan and Kane when they become tag team champions. Only because only because it seems like that's exactly where it's going to go, and but see this in this particular case, I don't like it so much. I mean, I remember back in '98 when they were building up SummerSlam. Um, they, they suddenly put the tag team titles on Stone Cold and The Undertaker. That yeah. in itself was freaking bizarre. Well, I saw, I saw the, uh, best tweet uh, the other day. Cena is a, John Cena is a four-time tag team champion, right? And, he, and he's never actually been in a tag team. How bad is that? Stupid. So she doesn't have been a tag team, but he's, he's a four-time tag champion. Um, now, I've seen on Raw that there's kind of a conflict between Booker T and AJ, AJ Lee. Wait, didn't, now, he, didn't, he, didn't Cena win it when he was in Nexus and he won it with Wade Barrett? Wade Bot? Yeah, but is it he, that wasn't his tag team. No, I don't know. Uh, I've seen on Raw, uh, they kind of uh, had the angle where AJ Lee and Booker T kind of had an argument regarding the bro kick. Um... Now, on Twitter, they've been having a Twitter war. Now, apparently, the idea is to have this lead to a rhythm man borrowing both guys, guy and girl, sorry, and then they'll be bringing in a big name to be Raw and GM. Now, the idea, apparently, is to have Ric Flair come back to WWE as manager of Raw and SmackDown. What are your thoughts on that, Mav? Stupid. Why? Why is Ric Flair being GM? Having him do Raw made sense back in 2002. It's now two thousand. It's now ten years later, and you're going to have him come back and run both shows. I don't think so. I mean, well, is that or you have have him be the mouthpiece for Ziggler? I can see him do that and do a thing but, with that. But but they did that with with uh, AJ Styles in back in TNA, you, where he was the mouthpiece. Yeah, but WWE is going to take advantage of it too. You know yeah, what I'm saying do. is it. Yeah, but it didn't work. For, it didn't work for AJ Styles. That's what I'm saying. Because Why it's it... TNA. I no, mean, no, no, that. Well, yeah, he still. I mean, AJ still didn't get over. I, I, I agree with that. Although I kind of, I kind of laughed when I saw AJ Styles have his own flare robe with the hood too. That was awesome. Um, but no, like he didn't get over as much as you would think. But think about it. Ziggler's one of the t- one of the fastest rising stars in WWE right now. And Rick, having Ric Flair in your corner like that just means worlds to him. 
So I think it would make sense for him to, to do it. I would prefer to have Ric Flair as just a GM because I don't think Ziggler needs a mouthpiece. Ziggler's all, Ziggler can be over like crazy. I don't think he needs a mouthpiece. Mm, yeah. Oh, he I, does. I don't know. I, 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 think, I think he does. I think he should. But right. then again, there's so many people coming in. There's so many people changing around. It's it's not even funny right now. So I still think it would still be too early for him to come in. Well, speaking of mouth, Peter, um, now, of course, we've seen CM Punk team now with um, Paul Heyman. Now, this, is, this was dumb because the fans were still cheering CM Punk. And they think by, that by putting Punk with Heyman, he'll get booze. And it worked. On Raw this week, they booed CM Punk. Uh, what are your thoughts? Heyman teaming with CM Punk. I like it. I honestly like it. Because I think with CM Punk being that champion that he should be, I think giving him Paul Heyman's... Giving Paul Heyman to him would definitely help Punk, you know, establish a main event spot on the roster finally. I think um, it's I think it's the kick in the ass that the that uh, Punk's character needs, and can seeing seeing that now he is he's heel Punk. I think I think Paul Heyman's a good fit for him. But, uh, plus a fact, uh, don't we? We all know the history. We all know that Heyman brought him into WWE and was the one that wanted him to keep keep him in the ECW. Um, yeah. Now, do you think at SummerSlam, or so, do you think we're going to get, oh no, sorry, that's Survivor Series, do you think we're going to get uh, CM Punk teaming with Lesnar to take on Triple H and uh, Cena? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can oh. agree. I can see that because, I mean, it, it, it would be, it would actually be very big, you know, just in time for the build up to WrestleMania. I think if they do it at the December pay-per-view or the or Royal Rumble, either one of those would be a great time to do it. Because then you can I establish. Agree. Because then at that time you could still establish um, the uh, you could still establish a WWE title match, and then you could have someone come out and you know attack Punk, just in, you know all the way up at the build-up for the WWE title. So I think, I think having them having both Lesnar and Punk tag together for a main event match, just like you said against Cena and Triple H, that's a good pay per view match in itself. I agree. I agree. Now what else do we have? Um, and and now, it would give you a reason to not use the WWE title for for like a month. Yeah, but I don't want to see Punk lose the belt. I I really, Punk is now so close to being a year's champion. I think they gotta give it to him. They have to give it to him. Just I to make him up, go for the just year. to make up because his WWE title, his world title run was six months. His first WWE title run was six months. If you just give it to him for a year, give him a f- and, and say he's been on top for two years. It's cool. <laughs> no, I think he needs to go. I think he needs a six-year title run, uh, so he becomes the longest WWE champion. Um, what else do we have uh, now? We see on TV right back. He's been having squash matches now. At live events, he's he's having longer matches because they want to try and get him polished more. Uh-huh. Now, now you know how he chants "Feed me more." Yes. I think I think the jobbers should now start trying "Pay me more, pay, pay me, me more, pay me more." 
Because, I mean, if, if I'm getting my, my butt kicked each week by uh, by um, Ryback, I'll, I'll, I'll be trying pay me more. Pay me more. Considering it's the same guy with the yup, 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 what it do, horrible catchphrase, I guess. I I would want to be paid more, too. Yep, 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 that's what I do. Um, what else do we have in the world of wrestling? Now, um, at SmackDown on Tuesday night, they had a private, um, kind of, um, what was it? Private talent scouting session, is what I'm trying to say. Um, Edge was there, uh, because Edge's new, uh, Edge's, uh, uh, talent that they, they've been working with, uh, Leah Ron Dutch was there. Mm-hmm. Um, now apparently William Regal was uh, was kind of one of the guys that was looking over over this kind of gut check per se thing, and apparently he he, he was told by WWE officials to bring in wrestlers, uh, bring in wrestlers that are, and I quote, of the ROH style. So they're now looking for wrestlers. People that can wrestle an ROH style. That hurts um, my brain. Why is that? That makes my brain hurt because ROH style, quote unquote, is such a, so much a different style than WWE style. Well, I mean, like, you know, I've said it and, and like crazy on this show. R- ROH is is the wrestling show. Yeah. But it does sometimes lack storylines. Now, sometimes it can be fun just to sit down and watch an eye pay per view. Okay, and considering it's only like what it's only what eight eight dollars to watch pay per view. Yeah, about eight to ten. I mean, the, I, I I don't mind paying that to watch four hours of pro wrestling. To be honest, but I don't think it would work when the, if you try and kind of embrace or embed. I did embed there, uh, ROH within WWE. Um, we've seen when, uh, when other... Well, see, here's, what I, here's how I look at it. My view of... I mean, and everyone's got this view. I'm not saying... Or I shouldn't say it's mine. It should be everybody's. The, the most ideal is to have a good mixture of storylines and matches that, that make sense depending on, this, depending on case-by-case basis. Um, if you have it to where you're having more than one of the, or the other, some fans are going to be bored for different reasons. Again, depending on case by a case by case scenario. Um, and I and with Ring of Honor's case, you're right. It is the storylines that are lacking. With WWE, it's the wrestling that's lagging. I think if WWE and if WWE does get more Ring of Honor guys. What they need to do is let the agents, you know, let the agents allow input for the matches, because that's all it is. It's um, for the most part, it's the agents that are that are making these making a lot of these spots up. When if you get more Ring of Honor guys, you already got Punk, uh, Claudio. Uh, I don't. I think that's the only two. You have them in there, and. You, you know, you got a good thing going. Let, you know, for their, especially for their matches and the people they're working with. 
Um, so I think if they, I, I think if they allow more input for from the wrestlers for the matches, just like they did with Shawn Michaels and Chris Jericho at one of the WrestleManias, I think it would be really cool. I, I think it would give Raw a great new wait reason to watch. I think it would give SmackDown a reason to watch finally after two years. Well, I agree. No, I agree. Um, now, we're going to talk about a bit, bit, bit of TNA now. I can't remember if we talked about this last week or not, but Billy Ray has re-signed a, a contract with TNA. Yes, we did. Uh, cool. Yeah, so, uh, but this is the first time that Bar- that Bar- Bar- Ray and Devon will be separated. Because, of course, you, I, 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 I freed that last week. They are they are quite considered on a, a package deal. Where yeah. Bar- Barbara Devon goes. But yeah, they will be apart because uh, Devon has left TNA. Bubba Ray signed a, a new two-year deal. Uh, that, just, that just makes me want to think that Devon is going to concentrate on the wrestling school for a while. Well, I mean, like, Devon right now is in, in, in shape. He's in the best shape of his career. Um, and over on Twitter, Hulk Hogan has admitted that letting go of Devon was a mistake. He said that someone, and I quote, screwed up. I agree. I agree. Uh, I agree completely. The TV title was a screw-up because you do not let your champion walk out the door. I love Hulk that Hogan it. on Twitter. I think he's... I, I mean, I, 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 can, I know he's still you know, not liked a lot with a lot of wrestlers. I like him on Twitter, though. I think it helps him I out know. a little bit. I don't follow him on Twitter. I don't follow him. Oh, well. To each his own, yeah. I guess. <laughs> no, I just follow him. Uh, what else do you have? I did now, even, like, though like not, a, even though it makes you a prick, but that's cool. <laughs> hey, whatever. I'm here to judge. Yes, you are. Judging me, man. Judging me. Um, now, this is a bit of uh, ROH news. Apparently, Matt Hardy will be appearing at their eye pay-per-view. In, uh, I think it's on Saturday. Um, yeah. Matt, Hardy, Matt Hardy appeared at one of their non-terrorized events this past week and uh, was, was invited to, to, to come back to the event any time they want. Matt Hardy literally picked the next week, so Matt Hardy will be wrestling. Uh, I believe it's, I think it's Death Before Dishonor, pay per view. Yes. yes. Uh, now, last time Matt Hardy was in Ring of Honor, I'm pretty sure, and I'm, I know listeners will correct me. They they tried We want Jeff. Fuck you, Matt. So it'd be, it'd be interesting to see well, how. Yeah, but uh, Jeff. Oh, see, Jeff. They they got Jeff for a while. They had Jeff for a while, and he sucked because he got high. Didn't Jeff wrestle under a mask in Ring of Honor? I I guess so. I don't know. I think I think he did. So yeah, uh, Matt Hardy's going to Ring of Honor. Uh, so yeah, that's all the wrestling news for this week. Awesome. Well, I'll tell you what. We're gonna go ahead and take a break. When we get back, we're gonna break down Raw. We're gonna break down another thrilling episode of. Mm, I don't know. We're kind of we're kind of wishy washy for it today. TNA pay per view. There you go. We'll, we'll cover TNA's pay-per-view um, and all that. So we'll be back right after this. This is Nigel McGuinness, Ring of Honor Superstar. You're listening to Rain the Ropes on the SNS Network. Stay tuned, you wanker. The following is a public service announcement from Wrestling News Live. Reasons not to marry a porn star. Did you hear the news that uh, Tito Ortiz was arrested for domestically abusing his uh, 
his girlfriend Jenna Jameson? No, he probably tried to f her. It was like throwing a hot dog down a hallway, and he just said, "What the? F where have you been?" Slap. <laughs> that reminds me of the quote from Triple H a couple years back when he said, "You know, even a 747 looks uh, small flying in the Grand Canyon." I mean, how can you, in all honesty? Be a person not in the porn industry, married to a porn star, and be okay with it. <laughs> you know what? I'd have a serious problem with that. I mean, let's say she's got an early shoot. She gets up, she washes her face, and goes to work. <laughs> then you wake up, and while you're eating pancakes, she's somebody else. While you walk to the mailbox to get the mail, she's somebody else. When you come inside and turn on the TV and have a cup of tea, she's somebody else. Then she's having lunch while you're taking a nap in your lazy boy. She comes back from lunch and punches in and starts somebody else. <laughs> then she comes home. You tell the bitch that you want dinner. She makes you something in the microwave and goes to bed. And you're off because she spent all day somebody else. <laughs> You're having tea. She's getting tea bagged. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this show. This has been a public service announcement brought to you by the good folks at Wrestling News Live. What is up, my SNS peeps? You know who this is. At least I hope you know who this is. This is Sensational Sequel, Sensational Sean. And if you don't know me, then you must not know The Open Book. The Open Book is my new podcast that I have here on the SNS Radio Network with my co-host, Ashley. Yeah, that's his name apparently. We still have to figure that out. And on The Open Book, we cover wrestling and we do a little fantasy booking. We also cover some video game news. We also do entertainment news. We cover some reviews every now and then on that too. And you know... We have some pretty cool things we talk about, so you should check us out right here on the SNS Radio Network. Do you know you can catch us every week? So check us out sometime. I'll possibly catch you right in the book itself. Peace, love, hatred. I'm out. Hey, wrestling fans, do you want to break from the day-to-day -day ins and outs of the WWE, TNA, and Ring of Honor? Do you like talk radio that pulls no punches? And do you like your sci-fi and fantasy? Well, tune in to the Elite Force Podcast each and every midweek with Chuck W., and each weekend with William Walkie Walker and Mindwipe. Exclusively on the SNS Radio Network and the Chris Jones Gaming Network. Yeah. This is going to be fun.
Gotta do it on this. Running the ropes. You listen to it right now. Alrighty, welcome back to Running the Ropes right here on the SNS Radio Network and on the Unchained Wrestling Network. Brian Maverick Bridge, I'm back with you once again with Chris Kelly from HeadlocksToHeadlines.com. And good evening, uh, good evening, good evening. TNA, you know, I don't know if we, I don't know if we missed it last week. We took last week off, so there was a TNA pay per view. Well, I mean, lo- I mean, last week we, we we did take off. It was an hour long because you and I had to go to work and college effectively. But oh, yeah, yeah, that's I mean, true. There, yeah, there was no surrender. It was, of course, in my favorite place in the world. It was in the Impact Zone uh, with those fantastic fans. Um, and they still had the same exact fans. No, they they I I I I saw the other day that they no longer have the plants. I I I think the plants might be in future endeavored. Okay, but they no, because they still had some plants there. You still no, but, had no, but, your Hogan sheep and your Sting sheep. Yeah, but yeah, but they're not the plants there. There's the, like the actual the blonde chick and the brunette chick that are not, not no longer there. That makes me happy. That makes me extremely happy. But that that gives of, you faith in the human race. Yeah, it does. It gives me faith in human race. But uh, yeah, so the first match of the evening was Samoa Joe versus Jeff Hardy in a Spavgory semi-final match. Um, uh, no, this, this was a good match. Of course, it was a rematch from this Thursday night when um, Joe was defeated by Jeff Hardy using an anaconda vice. Now, people got butthurt about it that. It wasn't I an anaconda vice. It was a version of it. It was a key lock. Yeah, it was, it was a key it was, lock. It was an anaconda vice. Why do people think it's the same move? It's not the same move. Because, you know, hashtag seeing people's moves. Move, not move. Moves has nothing to do it. Um, I don't know. And people were pissed that a, that a Samoan uh, submission machine, someone that's meant to be good at submissions, tapped out. Um, I think that was good. I, I, I don't think Joe it was bad. Joe tapped out to the ankle lock. Yeah, but of course, Jeff Hardy's not a submission wrestler and... Blah, 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 blah. I think it was good. I mean, it showed that Joe has a weakness, and it showed that Jeff Hardy is able to, even at an older age, he's able to adapt. And it shows that Jeff Hardy caught Samoa Joe off guard. Exactly. Um, But, you know, if if you lose one match, you're being buried, according to the IWC. So, yeah. But, yeah, Jeff Hardy wins this right. Okay, see, the IWC now is all is still butthurt because Jeff Hardy went through rehab. Apparently, they liked him better on drugs. Uh, I mean, and I've said it on, on, on the show countless times, Jeff Hardy, since he went to rehab and since TNA gave him this one last chance, he has turned his life around. I mean, in the face of a year and a half, he, he he's a different man. Look, look at him from Victor Right, Bird. but they're still going to, you know, crap on him because... Of his past, because of yeah, the reputation make... he's gained since that whole thing with Sting a couple of years ago. Yeah, I people... mean, it's not his fault. Well, it was. It was his fault. But I mean, it, was, no, it was his fault, but it's not his fault that, you know, he has this sudden reputation now, even though he's he went through rehab, he cleaned up, and all that, yeah. even though his face paint still makes you think. But... Still, you know, he apparently went to rehab, cleaned up. It's just one of those things where people need to take the other person's word for it. 
No, you know, the IWC, they think definitely still doing doing every drug under the sun. And Samoa Joe losing means he's getting jobbed out and he's too good back to Ring of Honor. But anyway, yeah. definitely wins Raya a roll-up. Um, in the, in the back- Let me say for the record that if Samoa Joe goes back to Ring of Honor, I'm cool with that. I like Ring of Honor. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> next up, we have Billy Ray versus James James Storm in a in the second Battle for Glory series semi-final. Um, James Storm wins. Uh, no, I like you. Reverse. But, uh, Billy, Billy Ray wins after both referees knocked out and uh, Bobby Roode. See, now, yeah. I don't like the fact that James Storm lost. I yeah, would have, I would have been okay to see James Storm win this one, but I can see why they had Bully Ray win. The well, whole, I mean, oh, they're going to hand it to him anyway. What are they even having it? Okay, so they didn't They didn't hand it to him. They handed it to Bully Ray for that point. You know, and yeah. it, it would have, like I said, I would have liked to have James Storm up there and regain the title. But then you need a heel to go for the world title, so they got Bubba Ray. Let let it be Bubba Ray. That's fine. Well, I mean, I'm well, kind of yes and no, but um, but you funny, can see at, where I'm coming from at least. Yeah. Um, it was funny at the Tina uh, UK party um, when J- JB brought up uh, uh, Robert Rude. Bobby Rude. Like the fact, like uh, JB was like, and here we have signed merch from Robert Rude, and then the fans go. <laughs> and JB goes, I quote, fuck Watchmania. <laughs> that was funny. Did he say that? Yeah, that was funny. I but I think, he meant it, I, I think he meant it in, in a funny way. Don't write it down. I think it's funny. Yeah, and I. And that's funny because he acknowledged that. Um, and. JB. You, you, you gotta JB. think one day they're gonna put. They're gonna bring in the entire Botchamania audience at to the Impact Zone one night just to have Botchmania Appreciation Night. I can see TNA doing that. I mean, hell, uh, WWE mentioned Botchmania uh, on they? this week's uh, download show with Dolph Ziggler. Oh, I didn't see that one. I better watch yeah, it. He said that uh, Randy Orton uh, belonged on Botchmania 209 for when he kicked Kane on the announce table and fell straight through it. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So uh, next, so yeah, of course, uh, Bobby Roode returns and costs James Storm the thing. Next up, we have Tara versus uh, Miss Tessmoka. Um Good, good little match. Um, as you and I said, week in, week out, uh, uh, Miss Tessmoka Miss Tessmoka is amazingly improved over the last year or so. She Full really has. Goes. And Full. as I've said, week in, week out. Damn, Tara's looking good. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, full credit for Tara, not only for making uh, or training Miss um, Tessmaka, but dude, she's in great shape. She I really mean, is. She's in great, man. She's a cougar and a half. <laughs> I'll if say. I, me, me at 21 years old, she's, what, 30, 40? I think she just turned 40. She turned 40 a couple months ago. It's Christ, she's... Oh, no. I, 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 I don't want to say, but yeah, she is funny. I, I, all I'm going to say is, I won't refuse it. <laughs> I won't refuse um, in, in it. Why back, not? We, Why not? <laughs> in the back, we see Robert Rude getting a handcuff taken away. Out comes James Storm. He attacks Rude from behind. 
apparently um, Hulk Hogan now has power over the police because he tells the police to arrest both of them. Um, next up, we see Austin Aries coming to the ring. And uh, Austin Aries calls out the Armbreaker guy. Now, for the record, and it's a bit of a spoiler, the Armbreaker is Luke Gallows. Um, but yeah, so out comes Luke Gallows, and they have a little brawl. And, and see, I'm then... hearing rumors that people are going to make it ro- to be Robert Roode. Well, no, that, that, that makes no sense. That stupid. That makes no sense, because the Armbreaker guy <laughs> is bigger than Roode, and Roode's tied up with Dave Storm. It's totally going to be Luke Gallows. There's well, I mean, no other way around it because they already established him. He's already been on TV. You could you could tell his body type, and Luke Gallows is the big dude wrestler. He's the big wrestler. So yeah, and you could easily say that he's part of Jeff Jarrett's plan because they know each other from Minka King. Exactly. So it would yeah, make total makes... sense to bring, to have him come in for that. So yeah, I like it. it. I like it a lot um, better than you know a lot of other things. So yeah. So yeah, that leads to a big brawl, and they, um, the whole roster comes out from TNA, and uh, in the melee, uh, Jeff Hardy gets lawn-dotted. Lawn-dotted? Lawn-dotted. My accent went, yeah, my accent went, goodbye then. Your accent was controlling itself for a second. <laughs> yeah, uh, in, in, into the post, and out comes Hulk Hogan, walking very slowly. He then demands that um, the place be put on lockdown. So no one gets in, no one gets out. That um, was cool, though. I liked that. I liked the fact that, that you know this stuff was happening, and it, it made it made it more dramatic. You know what I'm saying? Like all this stuff happening with aces and eights. Yeah, it's not going to be the best. But you got to admit, when it comes to something as big as that, to say we're going to lock down the building right now, and yeah, there is a thought. What about the fans taking piss breaks? Is that okay? Nope. You know, it's it, it's funny. I mean, I think it's hilarious to me. So next, I, I mean, oh, we'll see what happens. I like it though. I love the I love this storyline. Next up, we have an, a, t- a total match for the X-Men title: uh, Demon Ion versus Sun Sunday Dark, who's been busy working the indie scenes. Can you uh, not say Sanjay for some reason? I Sanjay. You said Sunday. No, I said I said Sunday. Okay, maybe maybe it's the audio quality from your side. Uh, Sunday. It, it <laughs> so, totally sounded like Sunday. Maybe anyway, okay, go ahead. That, that's now his new nickname, Sunday Jar. Um, so yeah, good back and you good back and, me. Damn you! Uh, it's <laughs> yeah, good, good little match. Um, both guys looked great. I mean, even Demon looked fantastic in this match. Um, Zima retained his belt. Um, we then see a video package for Battle for Glory. Uh, but then backstage, we see Hulk Hogan says that Hulk Hogan says that uh, everything's now on lockdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in, in the back, we see Jeff Hardy getting treated to, and uh, we then see Magnus, and Magnus is, is yeah. Uh, we then have Red versus Magnus. Well, I said Magnus way too many times in that last sentence. Um, you apparently have a thing for, you know, a thing against... <laughs> you, you, I mean, that beef with you and Magnus must really be torturing you. I I, I personally have no more Magnus. He just doesn't like me. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, what, what was it you were telling me off air? <laughs> nothing. Absolutely Liar? Nothing. Uh, just, just say it. <laughs> no. 
No, no. Um, All right, then I'm gonna say it. If you do, I'm I'm gonna <laughs> in some way screw over this broadcast. <laughs> I'll just do a shoot promo on you, Matt Maverick. Even though, like, I could totally mute your microphone and it wouldn't make archive. It's called YouTube, bitch. That's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> let's just say. Let's just say this. It was over. In Scotland. I'm going to say. It was in Scotland. It was all over a woman. That's all I'm saying. Me, and me buying her a drink. Um, <laughs> you really did buy her a drink? I didn't know that. You didn't yeah, mention that. <laughs> yeah, I bought her a drink. So what? Um, you can do your own research, people. It's not that hard. Um, so yeah. <laughs> RVD, RVD beats Magnus. We then get um, a tag title match between Kurt Angle and, and uh, Kurt Angle and AJ taking on Kazarian and Daniels. Really good match. Uh, now it was reported beforehand that uh, Kurt was injured, and you you could tell that Kurt was injured, uh, injured in this match. Still a fantastic back and forth match uh, with Kazarian rolling up AJ. Um, I'm thinking of Bound for Glory. We're, we're probably going to see AJ versus Kurt. Um, and I'm hoping we get to see uh, Supermex and um, Chavo Guerrero winning the titles. I do too. I think I think now that you have such a good backing for the tag team division, Chavo and, and Chavo and Hernandez would be a good fit now that they have Hernandez back in the fold of TNA. I mean, yeah. you you, you got to pair him up with another Mexican, or else it wouldn't work. Apparently. Right now, I'm actually face palming. <laughs> I, I, apparently that's what they want from him they want him to well, be I mean, a, a Mexican tag team wrestler with another Mexican so I mean well that was just like when uh, when Chrissy Hemi announced uh, Super Mexican returned as one half of Mexican America considering that Anakia was released four years ago uh, four, four months ago right so in theory he wasn't one half he was the whole Mexican the whole America. yeah exactly the one half the, the only half since they've now released Anakia and apparently they've released Rosita. That should, you know, honestly, that should be Hernandez's gimmick. I am one okay. half of over of, of three of the greatest tag teams in TNA: LAX, Mexican America, and whatever the hell my tag team name is with Chavo is. You know, like a lot of it. It's, it's been reported that they that that, that they've released Rosita. Now, to me, that's quite surprising because a year ago today, she was on their pay-per-view to talk about how her father got killed in 9-11. Yeah. And now she's released. Um, now, in case you didn't know, she, she's only 20 years old. She's younger than me. Um, I think she's going to she, end up going back to OVW for a bit, going down to OVW for a bit, instead of, instead of being fully released and just going to say, oh, yeah, she needs more training, she needs all that. I think she just needs to be refined. Dude, no, dude. She needs TV time. She is so she talented. Does. I agree. Dude, she is over like, and and that's not like, uh, like she is. I like, I like that. I met her at Glory. She's a class act. Uh, but she's twenty-one years old or twenty years old, sorry. She has. She she could wrestle for another ten, fifteen years. Um, I think if WWE ever want to make a Mexican kind of group, bring her in. Rosita is is talented. Uh, and I think that TNA had dropped the ball by releasing her. I really do. Yeah, like uh, they could have done a lot better. 
But I mean, in recent weeks, we've seen TNA release quite a few knockouts. We, well, we didn't we? Love, Sky, Winter, Rosita. That's yeah. four fantastic knockouts released in the last month or so. Um, what else do we have? Um, so yeah, Ken Dangles retain. Next up, we get Jeff Hardy versus Bully Ray, and kind of they tease that Jeff Hardy won't come out uh, for a bit due to shoulder injury. But Jeff finally comes out. Now, I saw on Facebook, people were saying that Jeff Hardy was not selling his arm injury. He was selling it, but I do disagree with, like, good, like, like I said, the, the, the whole idea was that he was meant to be uh, wouldn't it, have, having an arm injury. What they should have done is not have him hit the twist of eight. They should have not had him hit the twist of eight or the swan done. Because he, he, he hit the twist of eight three times and, and the swan done twice. I think they should have, have him hit, hit it once. To have more, more kind of more effect, if, if, if you know what I mean. I think so too. Um, I, I I think well, I think they're giving twist the twist of fate too much effect. I mean, yeah. yeah, it's one of his finishers and all that, but he still has the swanton. He still wants to do the swanton. You know, make that his and make that his his ending. Well, what I'm saying is. Um... Well, I was just saying is the fact that he, if I wanted to have him have like the ultimate like babyface kind of uh, reaction, have him go for a swanton, then miss right, and then let let they let him the do twist of fate, and or and then let on in, in a match, have him get enough kind of momentum behind him to hit a twist of fate, followed by the swanton to end the match. I could see that. But the thing with Jeff Hardy is now it's one ton, or sorry, sorry, it's Twitter fate. It's now more of a stunner. What? Yeah. It's not a Twitter fate. It's now a stunner. It's more of a, a twisting stunner. It's like he's skipping like the entire first half, which is the arm swinging. Yeah, and but or like his opponent just, just goes down the neck as opposed to down the face. Exactly. So, yeah. So Jeff Hardy wins via a uh, roll up. Jeff Hardy is going to bound for glory. Um, so that means we get to see Jeff Hardy versus Austin Aries bound for glory. Now, to me, being there in person, this card is always shaping up really well. You have Austin Aries versus Jeff Hardy, Storm versus Rude. You have Aces and Eights eight, eight versus Team TNA. You have Tara versus uh, Brooke Adams again. You have Madison Rain versus Brooke Hogan. Yeah. Um, to me, hey, that oh. card always sounds really, really good. It does. It really does, and I think something like that is what TNA needs to be. And I, I think this card is probably one of their best cards in a very long time. I mean, they've had some good cards, but honestly, this is the best card since Slammiversary 05. Yeah, anyway. it is, is going to be a really, really good card. Um, so yeah, what do you give uh, No Defender? I give No Surrender a B plus. I think I, I love I love the fact that they brought the whole aces and eights into the fold um, in terms of the drum the dramatic uh, changes that they made Hulk Hogan do the police the lockdown of the building all that stuff. I loved it. Um, I love I, I I liked I I was very entertained by a lot of the matches that went on, especially the. Uh, Especially in in a wrestling fan's view of Tara and Miss Tessmacher, and at a guy view of how good both 
Tess Mocker and Tara Luck in the ring. Um, but I think a great thing to add would be the uh, the Armbreaker and Austin Aries um, because it gave t- it. I mean, up until the point where the rest of the Aces and Eight stormed in, I think it was great to see them have TNA. Oh, cool. Yeah, a, a straight brawl. For at least five minutes between your big arm breaker dude and little Austin Aries, who's really big Austin Aries, but you know it it showed that TNA can fight back because if you remember the last couple of weeks, while TNA did put up a fight, they ended up getting their asses handed to them in the, at the end. So I, I think, but I think this show deserves a good B plus. I think in the coming weeks. Um... They need to start re- revealing characters from Ace and Eight. They need to start showing who's behind the behind the mask. I do too. I think now, now that you're coming up on Bound for Glory, it's time to start revealing people on Impact. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, so I, I give it, I give the card a solid B. Now, uh, should we go? Should we talk about a bit about WWE Raw and what went down in Montreal? Let's take a break and do that for sure. Um, okay. So uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about all the stuff that happened on Raw, including um, more on Jerry Lawler and all that. So stay tuned. We'll be back right after this. This is Big Vito. And all i got to tell you is listen to Running the Ropes on the Unchained Wrestling Network. That's Running the Ropes at the Unchained Wrestling Network. Because on the Pomerati of hard shots to the body, that Python has got it going on. That cruel Italian guy from SI, and it might be Booster Asses, but for ratings, it's up to your stress. Go ahead and retweet that. Each and every midweek with Chuck W. And each weekend with William Walkie Walker and Mindwipe. Exclusively on the SNS Radio Network and the Chris Jones Gaming Network. Yeah. This is going to be fun. What is up, my SNS peeps? I am the Sensational Sequel, Sensational Sean. And Ashley, too. Yes, it's still my name. I haven't changed it yet. If you don't know who we are, I mean, we have this really cool show on the SNS Radio Network. It's called The Open Book. 
we cover wrestling, any like big news that happens in the week, but we more so cover the pay-per-views. We talk about how they went and how we think they should have gone. We cover a little thing called fantasy booking. We also cover all the biggest gaming news, games that have come out, and game reviews. Plus, we've got the latest from the world of film entertainment. Also, perhaps an off-so-regular performance by me in the reviews of movies too. This is The Open Book. Catch us every week right here at the SNS Radio Network. To be a champion in life, it takes sacrifice, courage, will, and dedication. But in the WWE, who will make the sacrifice? Have the courage, the will, and the dedication at WWE Night of Champions. Live Sunday, September 16th, only on pay-per-view. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody! It's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James, and you're listening to Running the Ropes on the Unchained Wrestling Network, and if you ain't down with that, I got two words for you, suck it! Alrighty, welcome back to Running the Ropes right here on the SNS Radio Network, also on the Unchained Wrestling Network, and we're the official podcast of Unchained, so that's awesome. Uh, I am Brian Maverick Birch, and with me each and every week is Chris Kelly from LXSilence.com. And, yeah, we got some cool stuff coming up for sure, so, but... Um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you right now, and I'm looking at the roster for WWE 13. I must say, this is the best roster to date. It is stupendously big. It's be- it's amazing, I love it. Um, but the thing is, I was, uh, I was just watching the video for the APA, because of course the APA are in, are in the game. They don't have the APA music. Not the down, 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 down. They have the Afghan music, which is bizarre. You mean from the ministry days? Yes. It was. Yeah, they don't have the actual APA. They have. It's weird, because I thought it would be the APA, but no, it's the Afghan music, because it's before the APA. That sucks. Too weird. But I mean, like. The same, same with, like, with Undertaker, because they've got two Undertakers in, in, in the game. They've got wow. Error or Attitude Undertaker and Current Taker. But the Error Taker has his current music, which makes no sense, because if you remember Undertaker's first music... You mean the current the act- variation of the music, not exactly the current version or current music. No, no, no. no it was it, all the it, same it, song, except for no, the no, badass one from 2002. No, it wasn't. No? I Send you the link to his first theme song. It's one where like he's like going, he like speaking some weird language. That was. That's on the first one. But yeah, but it's not on WWE. I'm saying. Yeah, but anyway, let's go. Speaking of WWE, we have quite a bit of raw to get through, so let's just go ahead and start this thing. Well, we are live. Hold on, in my- it's, you know, <sighs> Tonight is the night, bright lights, high crowd, yeah, we need to throw down, everybody get loud. Tonight is the night, lights flashing when we step in the place, and you can feel the raw excitement from the look on their 
faces The truth is you can find us wherever you are Just look up, we're flying high with the stars Cause tonight is the night Raz coming to you, came to you live from Montreal, Quebec, Canada, and go ahead, Chris. Oh, well, so now I talk. <laughs> yeah, uh, and the show opens with Justin Roberts, and he introduces Bret Hart, of course, making his first return to Montreal in the WWE ring since the, since the whole screw job. And uh, as he gets on the microphone, he is, int- uh, he is interrupted by CM Punk. CM Punk comes down and he says, you know what, I'm not here to write, I'm not going to write a book about myself. But he, he said that if he was in the Attitude Era, he would have left WWE and that he would have joined WCW and WCW would have ran WWE out of business. Oh, well, um, too bad he wasn't in the Attitude Era then because he was probably still in wrestling school. Wrestling or, school. Or high school, I don't know. Um... So yeah, Punk and Bret have a good back and forth, um, and Punk walks out, and the crowd bro- broke PG, and the crowd chanted, and I quote, arsehole, which was funny. When was the last time you heard an arsehole chant in a WWE event? Seriously, and I also heard um, uh, shut the F up chant during the, during the yeah. night too, somewhere, I forget where. Uh, who? Well, Maybe that was towards you know at the end, but I don't know. Um, Probably. Next up, we have The Miz and uh, Antonio Cesaro versus Kofi Kingston and Art Truth. Um, this match ends when uh, the, the Cesaro gets hit with the Tour in Paradise and is pinned by Art uh, Truth. We then see uh, Seamus walk into the ring and. We, we, they, they then show this really weird um, footage from it was, it was a meeting of some sort regarding the bro kick. Um, and to and me, by the was, way, that whole thing on SmackDown has been so stupid. Or banning the, the bro kick. Banning the bro kick and all that. It is so stupid. It really is. Yeah. <sighs> I'm just tired of how he's being booked, to be honest. And I know it's kind of really smarky, but I, I am just tired of uh, Seamus. Yeah, um, I agree. Apparently, he is Triple H's little puppet um, who will not lose. Um, but yeah, so we see this, this really weird kind of promo that was t- taped at WEHQ with uh, Otunga and Ricardo Rodriguez and Seamus, and he's telling a few jokes, and uh, it was, I guess it was funny, people found it funny, I found Look, it boring. Look, it's me, I'm Seamus, I'm telling racist jokes in front of a black man. And I have no, 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 didn't he, he said that he's Jewish. And his I'm really Jewish, was, though. His yeah, name was... He totally did, like, a, a promo of subtle racist jokes to me. Yeah, and his name was like Seamus Shits or Lips, where it was something Lip stupid shits. like that. Something stupid like that. Um, and then he broke kicked the camera to end the segment. Cool. Uh, now next, next up, we I'm confused by this match. We have Eve Torres with Kellen and Layla versus Beth Phoenix returning, Alicia Fox and Natalia. Um, 
When did Eve turn face? And when did Elise turn heel? Uh, yeah, that was that was the main thing that confused the hell out of me. Like, did they switch sides all of a sudden? I mean, I, mean, I know Eve I know. just won the Stars and Stripes thing, but that was it? I mean, you didn't have anything else? I mean, does that instantly make her a face again? Just because no one did... wants to mess with her? Because if, if they do, she'll shoot them in the face in like and 50 when... different angles? And when did Alicia become a heel? I don't care about Alicia. Ah, she's 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 fine to look at. And Beth, she's and Beth cute, is, but she's not she's stupid. But she would sit and hurt you really badly. Um, she's Alicia Fox is the kind of chick is the the exact same kind of person as um, Cameron. Of course, Cameron's favorite match was Kelly Kelly and Alicia Fox. No, Melina. You're right, Melina and Alicia Fox. And apparently, Alicia Fox's favorite match was Beth Phoenix and Mickey James. See, that's that's not bad. That's not a bad match. No, but I mean in WWE. Yeah. It's WWE, so it's bad. But yeah, uh, what I was saying, yeah, so... Yeah, so Beth Phoenix is returning following the parting of, I believe, her father. On a freaking Raw, for no, for no less. Not a, not even not even a pay-per-view. It was on Raw. Yeah, so Beth, yeah, so Beth Phoenix returns. Um, we then see Eve, and she's celebrating, blah, 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 blah. Good to um, see Beth Phoenix back in WWE, by the way. Yeah, it is. Um, now, next up, we have CM Punk versus Randy. Wake up, Chris. Wake up, Chris. Come on, wake up. Yeah, uh, sorry, I, uh, I, I had a sudden urge to sleep. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Randy Snorton wins via DQ because the outcome still of Ziggler. Uh, there's a 2 on one beatdown, and then the King makes a save. Uh, this leads to a tie. Uh, no, I think secretly uh, AJ is listening to Booker T. Because she's making an awful lot of tag matches lately. She's probably got the ear of Theodore Long. Badoons. Yeah, like, tag match, damn it. Holla, holla, hey, holla. Hey, baby, I'm, I'm Theodore Long. I'm Theodore Long. How, how about you do a tag match and sell it in the ring? I mean, that's what I do. Holla, holla, holla. Holla, holla, holla. Um, What's up, baby? Yeah. Randy Orton and Jerry Lawler win and follow in an RKO um, because CM Punk walks out. In the back, we see Kane and Daniel Bryan, and we uh, see highlights of, of, of their hugging. Um, waste of time, the, by the way. Well, the hug. The, the, the hug replay was, was a waste of time. That me. was funny as hell, though. The only way they could have made it better if they played, You look so good to me. That would be funny. Yeah, play the billion um, check theme when they do it. Although it's yeah, kind of funny how they were doing the the nursery rhyme kids Sesame Street type song, and then it just broke down from there. That was pretty cool, though. No, uh, no, I'm I I know who's who's having billion the Chuck theme song. That that would be Mr. Adam Brown and Danny for insulting me on wow. my own. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm sat here doing, doing prep for, for this show, and it appears on my timeline, because, of course, it's my website. And I'm 38 seconds in to the show, 
and I hear the words "fuck you, Quilly." Wow, that Mr. Adam, that Mr. Adam Brown, and Danny. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm coming. I'm coming to London in a few weeks. Don't you live in London? No, no, I live about two hours away from London. But I know where. But I I go out there quite often just to see see Danny and uh, Adam. But yeah. Hell has no fear like me. I'm I'm gonna change it because I I have the power to change their intro song because right right now they have no intro intro song. So I might speak to my wife and uh, see if we can change it on their theme song and have it involving the Billy and Chuck theme song. Who knows? I'm I, but I'm gonna screw them somehow. You have no idea. Uh, um, I'm staying out of this yeah. one, but I mean I'll allow a rebuttal. On my show, if they want to send me an email, send me an email at runningtheworlds at yahoo.com to give any feedback for for anyone to give their feedback on the show. You know that email address is always open. No, that especially that, especially to one Mr. Adam Brown. No, that that's just pissed because he he and he, he gets. He he gets he he gets camping for a week. I go up to London, and me and Adam smash their down the records. That's that's what it is. Jealousy. Hashtag can't get over. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, let's keep going here. <laughs> no, no. Um, so yeah, we we see Ken Daniel Bryan, and uh, they're there with their doctor guy and uh, their anger therapy, and there's one way that that they're gonna fix them. Um. We 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 didn't see last week's match between Zack Ryder and uh, Ryback. Uh, Zack Ryder and um, Heath Slater. Heath Slater calls out Ryder, and Ryder says, "You know what? Tonight you you're not getting Ryder. You're getting Ryback." So out comes Ryback. I think Heath Slater should be ch- trying to pay me more. Pay, pay me, me more. more. Yeah. So yeah. Um. Ryback basically just destroys, just just destroys. That, that's the only way I can summon it. Well, apparently that's all he's been doing to jobbers all his tenure so far. Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, so we 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 didn't get a match between Kane and Daniel Bryan. Titles nailed out Darren Young for the number contendership. This is a match, of course, where King uh, unfortunately suffers a heart attack. Um, and like we said earlier, uh, Cole stops talking. Yeah, uh, Cole. No, Cole did finish the match. Well, he he stopped talking whilst they took away Lola. Um, right, but he came back and he, and he finished he finished the rest of the match that was still going on. So I do. I I, I feel bad for um. Uh, Tyson Neal, oh. because he and and if you go back and watch it, he actually. At some point, fell into the announce table uh, as part of the spot. But I mean, how hard do you think it was for Tyson Neal to keep his mind on the match whilst? Well, you're ha- being if you're being thrown into an announce table, you kind of can't control where you're gonna land. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, he should have he should have got gained his footing earlier, but. At the same time, it's one of those uncontrollable situations. Yeah, and I mean, like, it just happened to trigger a shock to Jerry Lawler's system. Well, no, 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 no. It wouldn't link what, dude. It wouldn't. It wouldn't link whatsoever. 
Lawler had 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 already collapsed. But oh, one right, thing right. is, how, how bad do you think he felt? Like, because like, of course he he was what's happening at ringside, right? Right. How bad do you think he felt that like he could see this happening and he knew that he had a full warrant to that table? Just I mean, to keep everyone's attention on him and to try and elite, try and draw it away from the situation going on with Jerry. That I could see. Mm. That I think is the only reason they did it. But I mean, like, it, it must be proper hard for him to like, to, like, keep in like keep in mind what what he's doing. Right. Whilst it's happening at ringside. Right. So I I can see that. Damn, KK just posted a nice picture on a on Twitter. Really. Uh, yeah, it's a well, it, it's a picture of a picture, but I, I think it's one of her calendar photos. And she's wearing like kind of, uh, kind of like Tara's outfit from from No Surrender, but her See, arms are showing quite a bit. Kelly Kelly's hot, but she needs some surgery to get rid of the bags under her eyes. Did you see? And this is totally off topic. She posted a picture of like her, I think it was last week or so, in like a white bikini. She looks fine. Kelly Kelly looks fine. She looks. Well, I saw the one of her in her blue bikini where it was showing some camel toe. <laughs> oh, just saying. The, just the saying. That went up on her, on her website and then they put the same picture up on .com but they had edited it out. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Kenneth Daniel Bryan win via Kane uh, choke slamming Daniel Bryan onto Young. Pretty funny. Um... Next up, we get Del Rio versus Tyson Kidd. Tyson Kidd, of course, from Canada, from Montreal. Um, not not a pop for him. Del Rio wins pretty quickly. We then see the the um, Mark ringside, of course, announcing what happened to Lola. Um, and I'm surprised as, as, they didn't announce it over the PA system. I think I think we were new to, to, to be honest, mate. I think yeah, we were new. Um, so yeah, Seamus comes out and he destroys uh, uh, Otunga. We then get uh, Cole at ringside. Cole basically said that he's not going to be talking for the rest of the show out, out of respect. We then get Rey Mysterio versus, Sink, uh, versus uh, Cody Rhodes. Um, Rey Mysterio wins. Uh, but no, sorry. Cody Rhodes, uh, Cody Rhodes wins, sorry. Via the be- beautiful disaster, we then go to the main event of the I evening. I want Cody Rhodes to go back to dashing Cody Rhodes. I love that gimmick. For him, for a guy like him, I love the gimmick. It was so perfect for him. Why do you want? Because, because it worked so well for him. Like it totally like. When I saw him do that, I saw a guy like I saw Rick Rude's double, like a true clone of Rick Rude right there. It was so perfect. I'm you want to see a gimmick that makes a man portray himself to be a bit. I yeah I I I'm gonna. I'm just yeah. saying. I'm, I'm I'm just saying Cody Rhodes was perfect with dashing because it's just like ravishing Rick Rude and dashing Cody Rhodes. It worked so good. 
I'm just saying it worked good for him. Uh, yes, the 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 minute of the evening is uh, uh, Bret Hart interviewing um, Don Cena. Out comes CM Punk. Now, these two, being Punk and Cena, they have great chemistry on the mic, and this was a fantastic back and forth. Um, this was extremely kind of like last year when they were just doing great promos, and there were things that Punk said that were like kind of. Pipe, pipe bomb based, even as he said, with pipe bomb, pipe bomb related. I mean, what were your thoughts on on this whole segment? That last segment was really crazy. Um, but on, in all honesty, I was just waiting for Michael Cole to say something about Jerry Lawler. Which he, well, well to, to fair, he he did at the end of it. He did at the end of it. That's true. So um, that was cool. But I think in terms of how big it the whole thing got between Cena and Punk, it really was controversial, and I loved it. And one thing one, one thing you cannot fault John Cena on, and I know I'm going to get a lot of flack for this from, from a lot of the IWC. I can name a few names from the SNS family, but I'm not going to because I'm a nice guy. Um, they... John Cena does great promo work. Great promo work. For the most part. He's had bad days and all that. Everyone's had bad days. But he has pretty good promo work. And I think with him and, and, and CM Punk and how how he well how John Cena made CM Punk look at the end with uh, you know, standing up for himself or standing up for the fans and how what he thinks CM Punk's really trying to accomplish, it works out, and I think he's done a great job with it. Um, but like I said, the promo itself, the whole vignette itself, or uh, segment itself, was really crazy. It was very dramatic, very in- I- extreme, and I loved it. So kudos to Cena and Punk for that. And I and, and I don't like to give kudos to Cena at all. For the most part, yeah. so there you go. Yeah, I mean it was really, really good back and forth. But like I said to you earlier, both both guys bring the better better out of each other. Like, but oh, it still irritates me. It still irritates me that CM Punk can't get a main event unless he's working an angle with Cena. Yeah, but I think that's part of the idea. Dude. I think that's part of the idea. Um, Stupid. But yeah, so it was a really good show, in my opinion. I give it a B. I give it sort of B. What do you give the show overall, Mav? Mm, I, I give it a B. For I mean, for what we had with all the other stuff going on, uh, yeah, B is a good spot. Cool. So, uh, so yeah, that's Monday Night Raw. Uh, do you have anything else you want to talk about? Apple? Um, At the moment? No, but I want everyone to stay tuned because we got a very special surprise for you guys. For you guys coming up after this next break. It's going to be awesome. So stay tuned because, honestly, guys, it's really awesome. Let's just say it's a first since... How long has it been since this happened? About About a week. About a week. Let's just say it's very special. First time it's happened within the last uh, since 
a, a week when this thing happened with this uh, subject a week we, ago. Should we, we just announce who it was, was going to be? No, 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 no. I want people to listen. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, it's that awesome. The, but they're going to read the preview. They, they, they know who's going to be. They don't know who it's going to be because I haven't said anything. I haven't given any clues. As but to it'll be in the preview. <laughs> well, either way, we'll be back right after this. Some people have to learn Some people wait to turn Some people have to fight yeah. Some people give their life Hey guys, it's your beauty queen Miss USA slash Miss Tough Enough Rima for Keith I just want you to all know that this is the best station in the house. I'm running the rope with the Unchained Wrestling Network, baby. What is up, my SNS peeps? You know who this is. At least I hope you know who this is. This is Sensational Sequel, Sensational Shine. And if you don't know me, then you must not know the open book. The Open Book is my new podcast that I have here on the SNS Radio Network with my co-host, Ashley. Yeah, that's his name apparently. We still have to figure that out. And on the Open Book, we cover wrestling and we do a little fantasy booking. We also cover some video game news. We also do entertainment news. We cover some reviews every now and then on that too. And you know, we have some pretty cool things we talk about. So you should check us out right here on the SNS Radio Network. Do you know, you can catch us every week. So check us out sometime. I'll possibly catch you right in the book itself. Peace, love, hatred. I'm out. Ladies and gentlemen, Wrestling News Live is proud to bring to you a day in the life of Ric Flair. Day in the Life of Ric Flair, brought to you by Wrestling News Live. Hey, wrestling fans. 
Do you want a break from the day-to-day ins and outs of the WWE, TNA, and Ring of Honor? Do you like talk radio that pulls no punches? And do you like your sci-fi and fantasy? Well, tune in to the Elite Force Podcast each and every midweek with Chuck W. And each weekend with William Walkie Walker and Mindwipe. Exclusively on the SNS Radio Network and the Chris Jones Gaming Network. Yeah. This is going to be fun. To be a champion in life, it takes sacrifice, courage, will, and dedication. But in the WWE, who will make the sacrifice, have the courage, the will, and the dedication at WWE Night of Champions. Live Sunday, September 16th, only on Pay-Per-View. What's up all you stars and studs? I am former WWE diva Maria, and I am now the current First Lady of Ring of Honor. And you're listening to Running the Ropes on the Unchained Wrestling Network. Now, usually this time, I'm joined by Maverick, but I've, I've kind of got rid of Maverick because I've, I've got a new kind of co-host. I say co-host, I mean interviewer. Uh, at this time, I am joined by a former WWE diva, former TNA knockout, and a former TNA knockout champion. At this time, I am joined by the former Katie Lee winter, Katrina Waters. Katrina, how are you doing today? I'm doing fabulous, thank you. How are you? I am doing fine, and people might, might, might not know this, but you and I have been trying to set up this interview for about the last year or so. I think we well, have. Yeah. I'm glad we finally get to do it. I think you and I first talked. Uh, I think it was what last year, just before Bound for Glory, and we, yeah, and we try to get it sorted. But between uh, dates and TNA being useless at booking it, um, <laughs> um, we couldn't do it. But yeah, we are now here, so let's have fun and let's see, let's see what trouble we, we can get into, shall we? Yeah, absolutely. It will even it will be even better now than it would have been before. Yes, because tonight, and I, I've been told by, by Maverick, tonight is basically open open mic night. So say what you want. It it won't be edited. It will go straight up on the internet. So you can say what you want about anyone you want. Oh, okay. Good. Well, I won't use any cuss words. Oh, well, you can. I, I can go back and just edit it, but it, it's fine. But, um, <laughs> well, literally, just before this interview, I was watching um, a match between yourself and Beth Phoenix from OVW. It was the, uh, okay. it was the ladders match for the Unified Women's t- title. Now, the infamous match. Yes. Now, yeah. I I never understand why we never got to see this on TV because like right now we've seen like the girls in both WWE and TNA be scaled back, but this match mm-hmm. and like going like, YouTube, watch it. It's a fantastic match. I mean, well, for you, how was it to be involved in the first female ladder match? Well, it was fantastic. Obviously, it was very exciting. Um, Elmo came to us and said, "Hey, girls, this is what's going to happen," and we went. Really, that's amazing. Thank you very much. And actually, the match itself was one of my favorite matches to do, just in terms of, I don't know, right before I went out um, for my entrance, I was looking through the curtain. Uh, the OVW curtain was sort of a little bit see-through, and I could look out through it, and I could see Beth Phoenix in the ring there and the ladder there, and I just got so excited. 
And then I just walked out and everything went so smoothly and so perfectly. And it was just one of my favorite, my favorite matches, I think, that I've done to date. Well, I mean, I can but see luckily, why. Luckily, it is out on DVD now to buy. I mean, I, I, I like that. It was a great match. I mean, if, if, if people were to go buy a DVD. But, I mean, I was just looking at that roster in OVW. I mean, just look mm-hmm. at the girls. They were yourself, Beth Phoenix, Savina, ODB. I mean, if you look at where those, where those girls have gone now, OVW produced such great talent. And yeah. Uh, and I'm like, and this is one thing that I've that I, I don't like nowadays. Um, to, of course, no, 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 WWE now use FCW. Now, personally, I cannot stand FCW because I went I, I went there when I came last year to Bound for Glory, and mm-hmm. the arena's too small. The fans are terrible. I cannot stand the Florida fans who go to that event because there's about mm-hmm. 20, 30, uh, 20 or thirty fans. Now, I mean, you I mean you've you've wrestled at WrestleMania or on the pre-show, and you've had all that bound for glory. I mean, how much do the fans help you get into the match? Well, obviously it helps a lot if the, if the fans are on their feet and, you know, excited for the match and everything. But it can happen in a small arena. You know, if I do any match, especially if I go over to New York for FWE or something like that, as long as the fans are into it, it's not really necessarily about the size of it. Obviously, if you have, you know, thousands of people on their feet and screaming and champing that's a completely different feeling again you know from being in a smaller arena but whenever the fans are into it when they're buying it when you can feel them watching you and you feel them having a good time that's when it's really special now this is something that, that i will talk about later on but the impact zone now once again i have a problem with florida the fans um now my, my pet peeve is the fans in in the impact zone because Half of them are tourists, and the other mm-hmm. half go there each and every week. I mean, yeah. how hard was it for you to tr- like try and get the crowd into a match when half of them didn't know who the who 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 the wrestlers were, and the other half were there each and every week? So they weren't really fans; they were more friends or wrestlers. Yeah, well, it depended a little bit on you know where you were in the show and how how your storyline was progressing too. You know, if you have a really great storyline and people are going to be a little more into it than if you're just a random match and if you're early on the card sometimes our show would shows would be quite long so the fans would be burnt out by the end of it um but other than that i mean i never had i love the impact zone actually i love the whole setup i loved you know going there every couple of weeks i like that it was you know i like being in the same place i don't know i have a i think it's it's kind of branding and i i enjoyed the impact zone yeah i, I mean i'm I, well, I mean, like from like, from like a wrestling standpoint, of course, like the wrestlers don't have to travel as much. But I mean, like, but from like just just from a visual standpoint, I mean, seeing mm-hmm. seeing the same faces each and every week in the impact zone, mm-hmm. just for TV value, in my opinion, kind of hurt it because you want fans that are going to be like hot and rowdy, as opposed to fans that aren't going to be so hot and rowdy because they see it each and every week. Yes. Yeah. Well. Well, on the other hand, if the same people keep coming back, then you know. Also says it's an amazing product. This is this, this, is, this is true. This is true. <laughs> you okay? Let, let's go back. It's a bit of both. Yeah, let's go back to to WWE. We kind of skip forward. Uh, now, when when you debuted in WWE, you of course debuted with Paul Burchill, and yeah. there, there were reports on the internet. And I have to ask, who came up with the idea to, to kind of tease the incest angle between yourself and Paul Burchill? Uh. I can't 
exactly remember. It was put to us by one of the agents, and I, honestly, I thought it was a great idea. Um, I I was up, I was totally for it. I thought it would, could have been cool. Um, something like you know, if you've seen the crow, you have the bad guy with his stepsister, and you know they tease that interesting, you know. And it's kind of it's got that sort of ambivalent. You don't know if it is happening or it's not happening, but it's kind of people are kind of excited about that stuff. You know, if you've any incest angle that's ever been on, you know, especially British television, you know, had amazing ratings because people are fascinated by by anything that's like a little bit taboo. So I actually thought it was. You know, we were lucky to have a storyline that was going to be a little bit sort of on the edge there. Unfortunately, you know, with the whole PG thing, it got mixed. Yeah, I mean, uh, but um, I mean, like, and, and that, and that is what I mean. That is what I was going to say to you. I mean, literally, as you debuted on TV, of course, didn't they? They went PG, so that yeah. kind of killed the angle. Yes, a little bit. But I mean, I I mean, I loved your gimmick, and I, I wish I had the audio because I basically threatened to boycott WWE if you were ever released, because you and you and uh, Ariel Shane Martinez were my two favorite gimmicks on on, on ECW. Oh, bless you! Well, thank you very much. And then when you got released, I like because of course Shane went first, followed by you. I be, I, yeah. I basically boycotted that that product. I was on strike because <laughs> literally you were my favorite gimmick on that on on, on that whole show. Well, thank you. That's a, that's a big sacrifice. I appreciate that. Now, I, I bring up I bring up ECW, of course, the WWE ECW. Now, yes. yourself and Paul were engaged in a, fe- a feud with Shane Helms. Now, this feud was fun yes. and good, but it uh-huh. never kind of went anywhere. It, like it never actually finished. It never. It was. Right. Kind of, it was kind of like they never actually booked an, an, an ending to the to the storyline. It was like each week you come out and wrestle him, wrestle him again, wrestle him again. Like, were you ever told of the actual payoff for that storyline? Um, no, I wasn't really told anything. I mean, I, I pitched a storyline, you know, for that same angle that I thought was infinitely more clever than, than what they had for us. Um, but, I mean, there wasn't ending with us because we had to leave ECW and then yeah. we came back with the mask. And I thought that was actually really clever and really funny. So I enjoyed that greatly. And then, you know, that was... Now, that was that. what was that storyline that you pitched? Because I'm interested now. What what was this thing that you pitched that would be better than the storyline? Oh, well, I had an idea in a true superhero fashion where I, Katie Lee, would fall in love with... I'll give you the short version. Okay. Uh, well, I, Katie Lee, fall in love with uh, Hurricane. Yes. And then when Shane Helms brings me a flower, I laugh in his face. So then I help Hurricane, and not realizing, obviously, it's the same person. Yes. So I help Hurricane in the match and then go to collect my, you know, winner's kiss. And he scorns me, you know, and then it goes into a few on there. So that whole, you know, girl that's in love with the superhero but not interested in the bumbling nerd who's the alter ego sort of thing, I thought that would have been... Now, I think that, I think that would have worked. Wait. That, that, that would have worked because... I mean, like right now on on the internet, if you ask people what was the main fu- like function of WWE ECW, it was Christian. Christian made that show watchable, but your angle with Shane Helms and Paul Burchill was mm-hmm. great. And yeah, but I think I think the problem with that, that brand was the fact that it was one hour long. Like we've seen with, with like now like ECW and then, then Impact, you need two hours to tell a story. You cannot tell a story for for like twelve, fifteen wrestlers in one hour. 
But I mean, so uh, as you say, uh, Paul would uh, like you. You and Paul were then fired. I say in brackets from ECW. You then went to Raw yeah. for a bit because Paul was released. Yeah. Um, now yeah. there were reports on the internet that you were set for a giant push, and then you were released. I mean, were there any kind of truth? Was it was it anything brought to you about this push, or was or, or was that just internet rumor? Well, I only heard it on the internet too. Then again, it wouldn't be for me to say whether it was a rumor or not a rumor because I would probably be out less in the loop than a lot of people that are writing things on the internet, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah, I don't really have the inside scoop on a lot of things. I've always last one to catch up with the gossip, so I, I really have no idea. I mean, they told us, you know, yeah, you guys are going to Raw, so I figured something was going to happen, but... Well, that's a shame because, like, personally, and 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 I'll say it on 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 audio now. WWE screwed up big time when they released you because, like, like, like I say, your gimmick was great. You're a great wrestler, but at that well, time, you. of course, they're going PG. And I think I think as Marie said it to me in an interview one day, she was too sexy for TV. And I think in 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 the same way you were. I mean, because you are not the typical oh. diva. You are, I would yeah. say, the anti-diva, a bit like Paige, who's now in F, in um, FCW. In fact, right. I think I I think you and Paige would make a great faction, kind of being the anti-divas. Yeah. Maybe. I can see that. Because of course she's like got the black hair, dark look. You yeah. you you have that. Maybe. Yeah. True. Maybe that's a, a an idea we should like get started on. Should we start on on the internet and see how far it gets us? Um, <laughs> so after you leave WWE, you go to TNA, and uh, yeah. you. You 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 get this storyline with uh with with love, with Andy and Love where you're there you're not there, whose whose idea was that because that was a fantastic idea. Well, that was Vince Russo's brainchild, I believe. At least it seemed yes, I would say. Wow, you you said that right, right now. I I I can hear tons of people on on the internet crying because you praise Vince Russo. Vince Russo is. I love Vince Russo. <laughs> I think I think Vince Russo is extremely creative. I think he likes to think outside of the box. I think he um, understands television and that wrestling television just doesn't always have to just be wrestling. You know, he was always very open to suggestions and to, you know, discuss ideas with you. And I thought he was, I thought he was great at his job. Yeah, I think that with Interfuso is that people, of course, blame him for the death of WCW. And if well, any, and like, and Vince and Russo, really yeah, you know, and like Vince Russo is 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 this like scapegoat for anything? I mean, wherever he goes, there's there's always a fire Russo chance, and Russo might not might not even be involved in said booking. Um, yeah. And I, I'm like, we had, uh, I believe it was Kieran Nash on the show a few weeks back, and and mm-hmm. and and he goes, Vince Russo does not deserve half the crap that he gets. Vince Russo is, is a good guy, bit out there, mm-hmm. but he but he's a good guy. Yeah, so you look at that, me and Kevin Nash seeing eye to eye. Now that, well, height-wise, no. <laughs> well, not, not, not height-wise. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Now, <laughs> I bring up the, the, this, the, the storyline with Andy and Love. Now, the fans love this storyline because it was kind of teased, <laughs> like, you, you, were drug, you, you were drugging her, and then it kind of teased into, into like, a lesbian storyline, kind of, and then, and then, uh-huh. she, and then she was undrugged. I mean, to you, what was explained about her being drugged, then undrugged? Drugged, then undrugged? Being a zombie? Well, it's like lingering effects. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like when 
you take a drug a lot that certain parts of your brain will assimilate to the effects of the drug yeah. to where it might alter you and change you forever. So seeing as I was drugging Angelina and putting her under my hypnotic spell, eventually it so happened that her brain altered its chemistry in tune with the drugs, yeah. with the influence of hypnotics, and obviously she eventually had to respond to the undying, timeless love that existed between us since the beginning of time. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I loved it to bits. But you know the internet fans, they will not be happy unless they know every detail. And once, I mean, and because it was never explained on TV, what, what, what you said to me about the whole drug, like, uh, staying in her brain, the fans were like, this makes, yes. this, this makes no sense. And that, I mean, that's one problem with the internet fans. They are so demandingly annoying. And I, mm. I, I say that I, I'm a part of the IWC, but there are people that are too extreme in their opinions. And right. I, I believe they're called keyboard, keyboard warriors. But that's a different story for a different day. Um, Key, keyboard what? Keyboard warriors. Keyboard warriors. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, okay. Now... Like I said earlier in, in, in the intro, you are a former Knockouts champion. Um, yeah. Now, what from uh, like of course last year I I went to Battle Glory and I saw you drop the belt to wouldn't it love no wouldn't it win um, it was Velvet Sky in the end. Uh, but before that, you dropped the belt to Mickey, then won it back. Mm-hmm. You had an eight yeah. eighteen second an eighteen day total rank. Now that up, that upset the fans. I mean, what were your thoughts on the uh, eighteen day total reign? Well, honestly, since we're being honest here, uh, I thought it was kind of pointless. The whole switcheroo in between. Yes. You know, sometimes it's it's worth just building the storyline. You know, just building it with one person having you know the championship for a little longer. You know, the same thing happened when Velvet won it. It was built up so much like she was the top baby face. And finally, and she'd never had a title shot, and finally she won it. And then she dropped it immediately. And I thought that was kind of weird. Well, I mean, I mean, like, you, you know, I mean, you're right. I mean, told I mean, yeah, I mean, if she then had a proper long, drawn out feud with the next person to try and get it. I mean, I mean, you're right. I mean, I mean, if you had like if you didn't drop the belt to uh, Mickey in in the eighteenth days and you had a longer title reign, mm-hmm. as you said, it would have been the babyface Robert Sky finally defending the evil Winter. But because you dropped it yeah. to Mickey James, it's like, well, Winter's just won this. Winter has no kind yeah. of evil power per se. She's just won the belt, and now now she's lost it. Yeah, yeah I agree. And, and like you bring up uh, Robert Sky then dropping the belt to Gail Kim. Now. Mm-hmm. Gail Kim on the internet, people either love her or hate her. Um, people have been saying, and I quote, that since she came into TNA, that whole division has been mm-hmm. dying because she's so selfish and such, has a, such a big ego. What are your thoughts on, on Gail Kim? Gail Kim is fantastic. I love Gail Kim. She's a fantastic wrestler, obviously, as we all know. She's you know a great performer. And she's the most unselfish, nicest person you could have. Just because they've been pushing her the way that they've been put, that doesn't mean that that's all her doing. People want to, you know, be all, like, come out with these conspiracy theories, like all of a sudden it's her fault. I mean, she's not writing it. Yeah. You, you know, she's just performing it very well. 
you are and they want to keep having her hold the title that's not down to her it's not because she's selfish that's the most ridiculous thing i've ever heard yeah like some like some people on the internet think that gail kim kind of has hulk hogan, hulk hogan power that hulk hogan had when he was in wcw where she where she has like control over her character the way i see it is she is she's being rewarded for being so damn good at what she does by having the belt and being yeah. pushed not her Absolutely. not her pushing to get the belt and I, mm-hmm. I don't think some fans really understand that, do they? Well, no, because they they want to know what's going on behind the scenes, but they don't know what's going on behind the scenes. So they sort of piece it together, and sometimes, unfortunately, things get made up that are completely untrue. Yeah, the fans see two and two and make 12. <laughs> That's what they do. Um, but, I mean, one... Well, some. Sorry, carry on. Well, some fans. Not everybody, obviously. Well, yeah. There, there are there are some smart fans out there. <laughs> um, now, one other thing that the fans are kind of upset about is in in recent times we have seen the the division of the girls just been just like just been destroyed. I mean, we've seen girls like yourself, Love, Velvet, um, just uh, just leave the company. I mean, mm-hmm. f- you, I mean, you joined the company what well, in uh, 2010, just just after. Yeah. And that is yeah. when the company was thriving. I mean, what has changed within the company to, uh, that has seen this division go from being the main event on one show to being kind of destroyed down to three women? Well, I mean, I wouldn't know exactly the inner workings besides obviously there was a switch and creative team, you know, with the departure of Vince Russo, yeah. unfortunately. But that aside, I wouldn't know exactly why, you know, decisions like that have been made to, you know, to use the girls less. Because there was a time when the girls were, they had, there was two girls segments on the show, yeah. you know, every week. And it would be separate storylines and exciting, you know, new things. With, using most of all the different women that they had. Whereas now it does seem that it's dwindled down to just one storyline and two or three girls I mean which like, I think you know obviously as a woman I think that's a that's a shame I think there's as ratings and fan behavior showed I think especially in TNA there was demand for more women's slots on the show I mean and that was one thing that fans loved about TNA like pre-Hogan and I know I know I'm gonna sound like a bit of a jackass here but pre-Hogan fans mm-hmm. the, the fans loved the women wrestling in TNA and the tag team mm-hmm. wrestling in TNA. After Hulk Hogan comes in, that's kind of gone. Mm-hmm. And fans are like, well, that happened the same in WCW, where the talents were pushed to one side and the big guys, like Hulk Hogan, that lot, were put to the main event. Mm-hmm. Personally, and like, this, this isn't me asking you to shoot anything, do you think Hulk Hogan's arrival in TNA has kind of affected some aspects of TNA? Well, I'm sure his arrival would have affected it in some way because somebody like Hogger comes in who's been around the business for so long has known the business for so long. Obviously, his opinions are going to count. Now, I don't know if one can point the finger and say, you know, this is because of him or that's because of him, you know, that I would not even be able to guess at, should we say. I mean, a lot of a lot of things changed at the same time. So if he came in, Eric Bischoff came in and... You know, Vince Russo left, you know, maybe a few months a year after that. Yeah. So there's constant change, you know, in any company. And so to 
blame it on one person. I wouldn't be comfortable doing that, yeah, obviously. Yeah. He's going to have an influence on the product, I'm assuming. You know, just people ask him his opinion, then they will respect what, what he has to say and they will feed off of that naturally. Well, I mean, like, you are right. I mean, within any company, if there's major change, like backstage, mm. that will affect the on-screen product. But, I mean, yeah. in the last, I'll say, four months or so, TNA has been the better wrestling show. Um, apart from a few storylines, I mean, Claire Lynch, let's not even go there. Um... But TNA has been the better product wrestling-wise. And, I mean, this year I'm going back to Bound for Glory because, I mean, I had a choice, Bound for Glory or WrestleMania. And to me, uh-huh. TNA is much more fan-friendly. I mean, right. last year I, I, I got to meet you at Bound for Glory. That was funny. Um, there's, mm-hmm. there's, there's actually a funny story that, I, that I, 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 I don't think I told you. But when I met you, um, I, was, I was upstairs like um, in, in uh, the bar or whatever, and I heard your music. And... At that time, yeah. at that time, I was slightly, I was slightly drunk, and I heard your music, <laughs> and I, and I was like, yeah. wait a minute, is is that Winter's music or am I just ex- out of it? I looked down and then, and then I see you downstairs, so I'm not quite sure <laughs> if I, if I was going crazy or if they actually played your theme music when you entered the hotel. I'm not quite sure, but that's my. Huh. I can't remember. That was that. last year, Bound for Glory in um, the, 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 uh, Philadelphia. Because, well, maybe somebody had it on his phone because, and played it. Yeah, because that, that tripped me out. Because I was like, wait a minute, I hear Winter's music. <laughs> That's possible that somebody, you know, that somebody played it for me. That, well, if so, that out was cool. I can't, I can't remember that incident, personally. Well, not, not can I, because I was a bit out of it, but it, it, that was just a funny, for me, a funny winter story that I, that I had to tell. Yeah, um, that is a funny now, uh, now, of course, last week it was announced on your website that you had parted ways with TNA. Um, now, was it, was this kind of a mutual thing, or was it a, uh, a, like, of course, it, your your contract had, had expired? Uh, did TNA try and try, try and renew it, or was it kind of just a mutual thing where you go one way and they just went the other way? It just it just quietly came to an end and went away. Which which is a shame. I mean, it is a giant shame because. I mean, in recent weeks, it seems like TNA has kind of not been doing, like, signing uh, guys to, to, to a new contract. I mean, just look, look at Velvet Sky. She left because her, her contract was up. Uh, Devon Dudley, yeah. the TV champion, leaves TNA uh-huh. because, wow. <laughs> because they forgot to re-sign his contract. Um, huh. I mean, if, give, if given the choice, would you, would you have preferred to stay in TNA or, would you have, uh, or, or are you happier now, now you left the company? I'm happier because I I am sort of uh, making the transition now into acting to where I don't want to be restricted, you know, by contractual obligations yeah. to a wrestling company, which has nothing to do with, I still, you know, enjoy wrestling and I still love it, but it's more, in terms of having a career, I'm not going to have a career in wrestling now, I'm going to have a career in acting and so I don't want to have anything that could um, stand in the way of that, number one. And number two, um, I don't want to be, you know, constantly on the road, constantly wrestling, because I also don't want to get injured. Yeah, I mean, there, I mean, quite, quite a few people have, like, left, I, I say, kind of in road commerce, wrestling to, to get into acting. I mean, Maria um, Canales has gone to sing in acting. Um, I, I do have a question here um, regarding your acting. Um, uh, Basically, the, the person asked is, uh, 
is there any kind of release date for any other film that you've recently uh, been in? Is there any release date or de or details about them? No, not really. Uh, there's um, there's this project I did last year called uh, Amanda and the Guardian, which is where I played the Seven Queen. Yes. Uh, they're still editing that, so there's constant updates on the website, but I, I don't know. It was already, you know, I don't know when it's supposed to be released exactly, but they have a lot of CGI effects and stuff like that. So that's uh, just taking a little bit. And, well, I'm actually going to be filming something in October, um, another film, and then I'm also going to be filming a project in January, February next here called Mangled Angels, which is going to be um, pretty exciting. So basically, between now and then, you're 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 going to be busy acting and basically make 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 yourself a new career outside of wrestling. That, that that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, now I got a question from Anthony. Uh, uh, which angle did you enjoy uh, doing more, the Paul Butcher angle or the one with Andy and Love in TNA? Oh, that's so hard to. See. Say, I don't know. I think um, I loved doing the thing with Paul. I think I enjoyed the one with Angelina more because I felt like, you know, it was more about me and my character, and obviously Angelina's. But like, and your charm. Yes, I'm a charm. I'm so charming, and I kind of I think that by the time I got to TNA, I was also more. You know, my confidence had grown and I liked the way I looked in TNA, I think, more. And I just, I don't know, it was kind of, it was really like my own storyline. Yeah. I think is what I'm trying to say, is it was really like my own storyline, so that felt really good. Whereas I loved working with Paul, but I was still sort of the, the sidekick. So so basically, in, in, in TNA, you evolved into Winter as opposed to being Katie Lee. You, you were your own person. In TNA. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Although, although having said that, I really loved when when we were doing the handicap matches and and all that. I really enjoyed that greatly too. I got a question from Clinton. Um, what is the most enjoy What is the most enjoyable thing you have done whilst wrestling so far in your career? Oh my God. Um. Well, you know what? I really like to do backstage things and promos. I really, really love, I'm, I've been commentating at FWE now. Yes. In, uh, in New York, and I really, really love doing that. Hmm. Like, you, be, you, you bring up FWE. That's actually a company that, uh, that I've been actually like, watching recently because I got my friend tickets to go there um, to, to the last show. Oh, good. Oh, good. And, um, because of course I can't fly there to uh, to to New York City. I got my friend a media pass, and he said to me that it was the best uh, indie show that he's uh, that he's uh, that he's ever seen. It was the one with Lita be, being the referee. I believe it's a match. Oh right, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, it's a really great little company. Um, the guy runs at Jordan. He's he's you know he's very clued up on what he's doing. He's very very professional. We all get treated great there. The shows are well thought out. You know, well booked. Yeah. Um, the wrestling is great. He brings in a lot of great people. And I really enjoy working over there. Yeah, I mean, uh, as, a, as I say, I can't get there, but I mean, I read, I read the reviews and they have a great roster of people. 
I mean, even yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, just look at the girls. I mean, they they brought Lita in for a show. Lita the legend, like yeah. a legend that they brought in for a show. I mean, hell, if they if they can get over here to England at some point, it'd be great because I want to try and see that that show. Um, I got one last question. Uh, what are your thoughts on the uh, knockouts titles and how they've been used uh, in recent recent months? I haven't really been watching. <laughs> Basically, Eric, Eric Young and ODB are the champions. And, uh, oh, well, that's, I mean, that's fantastic. I love them. And Eric, they're hilarious. They, they are hilarious. Together. I'll give you that. Uh, whatever, whatever they do, mm. I would watch. But the thing I is... recently, but yes. I mean, uh, Eric Young hasn't been on TV until last week for six seven weeks because oh. they've been filming he's been filming something on some so basically they've got champions but they're not on tv right i mean and i mean that that's one thing that people and like it, it kind of links back to deep to devon dudley leaving tna tna kind of right now they need to make their titles mean more because I mean, like when you and Love were the, the uh, tag tag champions, it meant something because mm-hmm. there, yes. you and Love were a tag team. You could kick ass, mm-hmm. and yeah. there were people for, for you to face. I mean, you could face Savita and Rosita. You could face, um, I, like there, uh, Tetsumoka and Tara. There, there are teams for you mm-hmm. to face right now. There, there's no one to face Eric Young, and and they've just right. and they've just lost their TV champion. So I mean. From from a fan standpoint, uh, uh-huh. t- t- TNA is good, but it needs to yeah. needs to fix things because yeah. there needs to be some consistency with titles. I agree with that because it has to. I mean, titles have to be really, really important. If they're not really, really important, then you don't you don't need to have them. Exactly. So and then that goes back to what we were saying earlier about them being lost too quickly when it it just it just waters it down. I think. I agree. Uh, one one last question, and we, and we kind of co- like, we kind of covered this already. Why do you think in in recent years or so that women's wrestling in America, be it WWE and TNA, has kind of been shrunken down and means little? I mean, but like look look at the days of Lita and Trish wrestling in WWE, and then mm-hmm. look at like when Kong was in TNA. Why do you think, yeah. in your opinion, the uh, like the, the higher ups in TNA and WWE just don't really care about women's wrestling nowadays? I don't know. It could be, I mean, it could be the conspiracy theory that people, no, I don't even want to think that people are threatened by, you know, the women doing too good. I don't know what it is. I think it's somewhere that there's this old uh, stereotype or this old cliche that women are just sort of eye candy, you know, even when they're wrestling, that they're sort of just eye candy and that people aren't as interested in the women's storylines as they are yeah. in the men. But then that's been proven wrong. You know, as you mentioned, you know, certain women that have achieved greatness in this industry where people being just as excited about the women's storylines about, about the guys. So I don't know what it is. Hashtag conspiracy. <laughs> it's a conspiracy. They want to keep us down. They want the women to <laughs> Don't 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 start that cat. I mean, don't start that because I I I say it now. Former former teenage knockout star says 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 there's a conspiracy to keep the women off TV. 
don't don't start that <laughs> no no absolutely not so apart from the movies do you have any upcoming uh and and do you have any upcoming events that you wish to, wish to promote well i'm going to go back for uh, nwe on october 5th and then i'm going to be part of house of hardcore on october 6th and then on the 11th and 12th i'll be um still in the new york new jersey area for psw nice. i just saw on facebook that you've uh that uh from via wrestle talk tv that you're gonna be appearing on their show more often um yes wrestle talk tv watch wrestle talk tv it's a fantastic show on challenge yeah i mean because um i went to the pilot episode that they shot in london um and that because that was a show where it was robert rude who was there and it was and they showed him the uh the interview that hulk hogan did at bound for glory weekend where hulk hogan basically said that rude yeah. was not ready and right. i mean joel was like saying that they are great guys um i i watched um the i watched your your interview this past this sunday great interview yes with, with, with joel mm, ross and joel and i i know joel ross listens to this show because he because he, he tweeted me the, the the other day i'm now listening to your podcast in bed i was like thanks for that i mean he didn't know oh. that <laughs> So yes, people, be sure to uh, be sure to check out Wrestle Talk TV when it stars Cat. Uh, check out all the indie dates. You are on, aren't you? You, you are on Twitter. Um, do, do get yes, up. I am at infamous underscore winter. I want to now, obviously, since I'm no longer winter, I'm looking into changing my name, but I have to figure out how to stay verified. I don't think you. I mean, I I, I think you can because I mean, like a, f a few times when like guys in WWE have like changed their their their, uh, their Twitter handle, they've stayed the same. Yeah. So I'm. Well, I used to have a different one, and then I changed my name, and then I had to get re-verified. So. So yeah. Um. Now before I let you go, can I get a quick liner for the podcast? A quick liner. Liner. Yeah, so like. Oh, well, like, uh, like, hi, this is Katarina Waters, aka the artist formerly known as Katie Lee, aka the artist formerly known as Winter, and do watch, listen to the. Yeah, um, it's uh, running the running the ropes on the Unchained <laughs> running... Wrestling Network. Running the ropes on the Unchained Network. Un unchained. On... <laughs> unchained Network. Okay. Okay, I'll do the whole thing again. Okay, shoot. Hello, gentlemen. Uh, no, hang on. <laughs> I'll do it again. <laughs> hey, guys, boys and girls, uh, my tw loyal twinians, do listen to Running the Ropes on the Unchained Network. No, I'll do it again because <laughs> I have to put my in. Are you editing this out? Uh, but it's, it's all going to just remain intact. Up to you. Do you want me to edit it out? I, I don't mind. I, I, if you want me to edit it out, I don't mind. I'll make a nice blooper reel at the end of it. Okay, okay, guys and girls, this, <laughs> this here is a secret blooper reel that I'm going to put at, at the end of the show. <laughs> it's called Katrina Tries to Cut a Promo. Okay. Uh, hey, guys, everybody, my loyal twinions at Al. This is... Katarina Waters, a.k.a. the artist formerly known as Katie Lee, a.k.a. the artist formerly known as Winter, and you are listening to Running the Ropes on the Unchained Network. Perfect. 
Now, uh, is it possible to get a follow on Twitter so I, I can just uh, tweet you the link to the show when it goes up? Okay, sure. So I'll tweet you a minute saying, hi, Kat, this is Chris. Um, but yeah, okay. uh, you are more than welcome to come back on the show anytime you want. If, 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 you, get, yeah. if you get bored and just want to come, come on the show, give me a text and you're more than welcome to come on the show. Okay, sounds good. What, do I text this one? This is not your... No, yeah. I don't text this one. Yeah. Yeah, this is my number. Yeah? Oh, okay. Yeah, because I have an American number attached to my UK phone, but um, I've, done it right, I've, I've, I've done it right via Google, so it's... Oh, okay. So basically, yeah, just text text, my, text the number uh, if you want to come on and talk about anything. Okay, fantastic. Okay, good. thank you, Kat, and I'll speak to you soon. All right, thank you. Bye. See you soon. Bye. Bye. And that was Tina Waters aka winter and yes guys she is a class act be, be sure to follow her on twitter at infamous winter anyway it's time for me to end the show i am chris kelly hrh kelly and i'll be guys i'll see you around next week peace This has been a presentation of Running the Ropes, exclusively on the Unchained Wrestling Network at unchained-wwe.com. The views expressed in this podcast are those of the panel and not of the network or its affiliates.